Come learn about St. Charles. We've got a lot to share with new businesses and things to do. A good time isn't rare. It's going to be so much fun. And hold on, we're not done. Stay up to date with Nick and Nate. Welcome to the Nick and Nate podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Nate. And we are joined by Steve Martin, one of our volunteers, here to talk about volunteering. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hi, Nate. I'm good. How, how's yourself? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. Nick, you're all right? Yeah, I'm doing Excellent. well. It's doing a little well. cold out, but, you know, otherwise can't complain. Yeah, so. You got the studio heat cranked up here. So <laughs> True. Really yeah. today. It is warm in here. So, well, Steve, we're excited to have you on because we want to talk about volunteering, you know, because you've been a volunteer here for a long time. So we wanted to pick your brain a little bit, kind of see, you know, and share your stories a little bit and explain why you should volunteer with us. So sound good with you? Sounds good to me, yes. Awesome. So let's start with uh, a little bit of origin story here. So how did you get started volunteering with the St. Charles Business Alliance? Well, actually, my um, experience with volunteering goes back about a half a century. And uh, so since 1969, I've been very involved in the community. And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Neil Smith, who was the executive director of what was then called the Downtown St. Charles Partnership, uh, was referred my way to uh, become chairman of their economic restructuring committee. Okay. Uh, this is the committee that has evolved over the last 20 years or so into the Business Development and Sales Committee that uh, I still serve on. Uh, but in early 2001, Neil approached me and asked me if I would consider chairing the committee. And uh, I had no involvement prior to that with the Downtown Partnership, although I was well aware of their activities. Yeah. So I agreed. You know, at that time, I didn't know how to say no. And so uh, <laughs> starting in... Uh, That's how most volunteering start, exactly. or stories start. <laughs> <laughs> starting in March of 2001, I chaired this committee. And I did that for about, about two and a half years or so. And um, then we, I was succeeded by another chairman, but I remain on that committee. And a good committee at that time, um, some key people in St. Charles uh, involved in the community, and we think we did a lot of good at that time, and, and that has continued. And then yeah. about four years or so later, I was asked to serve on the board, and uh, I, I again said yes, and I've been on the board in one capacity or another ever since. Yeah. So it's been good time spent. Yeah, I mean, you've also volunteered around with other organizations as well with the Chamber and, yep. you know, a lot of those. So can you take us when you first started, you know, doing the parades as well? Sure. I uh, started the Christmas parade the first year they had it, 1980. Okay. Uh, my recollection is it was Saturday, December 6th. I didn't recall the date offhand, but uh, some years back I did some research. <laughs> uh, at that time when the parade originated, it was a very small parade. And yeah. it was put together by the St. Charles Chamber of Commerce. And they reached out to Steve Vidmar. Uh, he and his mother had a farm just to the east of St. Charles that had a lot of horses. And the chamber thought it would be impressive to have some horses in this parade to kind of round out a few entries that they had. Yeah. Uh, Steve was a JC, St. Charles JC at the time, as was I. And he came to the uh, chapter meeting and told us about this Christmas parade that was coming up and asked if he could get some people to help out kind of organizing the thing behind the scenes before it started off. Yeah. So I immediately, I said, yes, I'll be there. So first parade, which was a Saturday morning in those days, 10 o'clock, if I recall. Okay. Uh, we had a parade. The staging area was about two blocks long on North 4th Street. Okay. And the parade went from 4th Street over to 4th Avenue. Uh, subsequently, we, the JCs continued to marshal the parade, so I was involved uh, pretty much ever since that time. Uh, I missed one parade, 1984. 
That was the day that our oldest daughter was being baptized. Okay, and they important reason. I needed yes. to be there, and, <laughs> and it was tough. But I tore myself away from the parade for that day. Yeah. Um, later on, there was a St. Patrick's parade started you know, uh, through uh, Rosie at McNally's, mm-hmm. and uh, again the JCs were asked to marshal that parade, and I immediately said yes. Okay. Um, the uh, Memorial Day parade that had been uh, marshaled alternately, or kind of put together alternately by the VFW and then the American Legion. Uh, there was a year, probably about 15 years ago, where there was no Memorial Day parade. And uh, so they put together a committee, and I served on that committee and have been marshaling that parade ever since as well. Yeah, so that's how many years now? That's it's 42 years. 42 yeah, years. And uh, wow. well over 75 parades at this point. <laughs> I also, Gosh. through my experience with the St. Charles parades, I marshaled a parade in Aurora and in Geneva. <laughs> okay. To help them out. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, you've been you got the the parade experience. Goes way so. back. <laughs> so awesome. Out of all those years that you've been volunteering with parades, are there any you know memories or stories that stick out to you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, you might notice that I'm well. The people viewing at home don't really. <laughs> you know, if you're listening on radio, you don't realize how old I really am. But you know, I'm 69 now, and I started when it's I was all 27. About the nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, when I was 27, you know, the staging area. Uh, soon after that first parade moved to the south side of Main Street. And our staging area, as you guys well know, is from 7th Street down to 3rd Street and from Maine to Illinois. So it's a fairly good uh, area. And uh, you might also know it's downhill from 7th Street or 6th Street down to 3rd Street. And when I was 27 and into my 30s and 40s, it was very easy for me to trot down to the bottom of the hill, you know, check on things, and then trot back up to the top of the hill. Not so easy anymore. (laughs) So uh, I rely more and more on my other volunteers to take care of the staging down the hill, Mm -hmm. and I kind of focus on the upper part. But some of the things that I recall um, in hindsight – and I think you might have lived through it, Nate, but uh, I think it was about four or five years ago that St. Pat's Parade was particularly bad weather. Yes. Very, very cold, brutally cold, windy, rainy, sleet kind of mixture, and um, there was questions whether we'd survive the the staging time before we got to parade time. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, coming back, and, you know, Jenna's hands are, like, freezing, like uh, they're almost, like, blue, and, you know, we're all, like, you know, frozen little like uh, like popsicles walking yeah. in. So. <laughs> and we were absolutely soaked, and it was 35 degrees. But but in hindsight, you know, with the benefit of time, uh, that certainly stands out as a memory. Um, I've had a chance over the years to work with a lot of marshals, parade marshals, and all of them, of course, are volunteers. And I've recruited them from organizations I'm involved with, coworkers, uh, friends, neighbors, uh, family members, of course. And um, and still some JCs, even though yeah. the JCs uh, chapter dissolved in 2011. But I still have a number of JCs that turn out for the event every year. Mm-hmm. So the memories of the people are probably foremost in my mind. But um, some of the grand marshals over the years that I've met uh, have been memorable. Uh, Dan Hampton from the Chicago Bears. Wow. Um, uh, uh, well, you had Jenny, Jenny and, and Donnie, uh, yeah. You know, you had them at one point. Ba- I mean, of course, you, Steve, you were yeah. a grand marshal at one point. <laughs> that, so. that was a, quite a surprise and a great honor you know, when, when they named me a 
as a grand marshal for last year's Christmas parade. And it was an opportunity for my family to ride on the float with me through town. And I sat next to my little granddaughter. Yeah. And that was a thrill because she had been practicing her waves to the crowd <laughs> in advance. And as we're going through town here, uh, you know, the lights are shining on us so bright, we can't really see who's along the parade route. But I can hear my name being called and people yeah. waving and yelling at us. <laughs> and, and my granddaughter and I are waving at the crowd. And uh, we get about, almost to the end of the parade, and she says, Grandpa, if they ever ask you to do this again, you call me. <laughs> I said, I, I certainly will. But I said, I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime honor. So that was certainly a thrill. Well, at least for that parade. But there's still opportunities for St. Pat's. Mm -hmm. So that could happen again. <laughs> so <laughs> won't hold my breath. That, that's a challenge, too, to marshal the parade and then be in the parade. Yes. You know, and then circle back make sure everything went well. So it was fun. Yeah. So... After volunteering all these years, you know, what has driven you to continue to volunteer and to be part of the parades? Well, for me, volunteering is almost like breathing, you know, at this point. It's, <laughs> it's kind of just, it's part of my character, it's part of my being. Uh, and uh, so I, for me, it's, there's not a question of if I will volunteer, it's who will volunteer with me. And yeah. so mm -hmm. I, I just, it's its what I do is I volunteer. And, and I, you know, it's instilled in me from my dad and my mom. And, you know, when I was a little kid growing up here in St. Charles, you know, my, my dad coached my little league baseball team. My mom and dad were involved as den mother and den father of the uh, Cub Scout pack that I was involved with at Lincoln yeah. School. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on, I, I was involved in the uh, Salvation Army as their treasurer for a while, their, their Tri-City Corps Advisory Board, and got involved in the JCs. And my dad was a Rotarian in St. Charles. And you know, around the dinner table back, you know, in the day, we would talk about volunteerism, and we would talk about the city of St. Charles. And and uh, it was just the way it was. That's the way we were raised. You you give back to your community. You mm -hmm. know, it provides. Yeah. You know, for us, and we provide back. Absolutely. No, I, I mean, as you said, you've had a long lineage yeah. of volunteering in here. So I'm, it's awesome that you can continue that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're so lucky to have you in our community, Steve. Yes. You know, I mentioned the JCs, too. I was a part of the JCs for a very long time. And uh, the JCs have a JC creed, and it begins with we, we believe. And then there's a series of, of statements, and it closes with we believe that service to humanity is the best work of life. And I've kind of taken that as, as my philosophy as yeah. well. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about volunteering for the parade, you know, for people that are thinking about volunteering? Like, why should they do it? What does it consist of? Is it tough? I will tell you what I consider the parades to be is an opportunity for us to create order out of chaos in the staging area prior to the start of the parade so that tens of thousands of people lining the parade route can enjoy themselves and, and the best parade in northern Illinois. So creating order out of chaos may sound like a uh, fruitful or fruitless endeavor, but it turns out it's not as hard as you might think. Uh, I've tried to make it easy for the marshals over the, over the years uh, so that we can appeal to those of elderly years. And uh, the range of marshal ages I've had, I think, is from about 13 up to 82. And okay. uh, we try to get a marshal responsible for each block yeah. uh, mm -hmm. in the staging area. And uh, that typically would any, be anywhere from you know, two or three entries if there's the, the high school bands, for instance, up to maybe 10 or 12 entries if there are smaller uh, little marching groups or, or vehicles or, or so on. And um, basically what the marshals do is they, they 
take their block and they make sure to answer questions of the people arriving for the parade. Uh, many of them may know their entry number or the group that they're with, but they may not know exactly where they're supposed to line up. Mm -hmm. So we need to get them to the right place in, in the staging area. We need to make sure they're lined up in the proper sequence. As you right. guys well sure. know, uh, St. Pat's and uh, Christmas parades are, are uh, emceed here mm -hmm. downtown St. Charles by the Municipal Center. And uh, it would not be a good thing for the MC to be announcing <laughs> an entry that doesn't match what the crowd has seen. Get all these entries into the proper sequence, aim the proper way, and so when Parade steps off at, at 5.30 for the Christmas Parade, that everything is in the, in the proper sequence and, and it's all orderly. Uh, some marshals will take on two blocks maybe of space. You know, younger ones obviously can move faster than some of us older right. guys. But, but, um, <laughs> We also have somebody assigned at each intersection mm -hmm. and at each um, perimeter street. Uh, we don't want uh, anybody trying to enter the staging area yeah. in a vehicle that doesn't belong in the state in the in the parade mm -hmm. itself, and yeah. that's something that's important. Sure. So uh, ideally, I get 27 volunteers in advance of parade time, and uh, if all goes well, 24 of them will show up. There's any number of things that can happen. Uh, it can be illnesses, deaths in family, other family emergencies, and so on that may uh, prevent volunteers from actually showing up at mm -hmm. the event. So we try to get a little more than what we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously we can run the parade with fewer volunteers than the 24 or 27 I, I target. Um, but I try to make it comfortable so it's an enjoyable opportunity, a chance sure. for the uh, yeah. volunteers to interact with the participants in the parade. Mm -hmm. uh, that has brought many of the volunteers back as a chance to uh, meet some of the people and um, that are in the parade and, and uh, interact with them as well. Uh, that reminds me of another memorable uh, event, and that was a few <laughs> years back when we had um, the Harley Davidsons um, from St. Charles Harley. Oh, yeah, we had uh, 100 of them come yeah, down. Yeah, we <laughs> were expecting, I think, 12 or 15, and we had provided space for 12 or 15 motorcycles in the staging area, and on parade day, it was a beautiful day. We had 100 motorcycles and a yep. semi-truck show up. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Now, here's one of the things I, I've learned is over time is that it doesn't do me any good to get all riled up and all excited about things. You know, just stay calm. And, mm -hmm. and if I stay calm, that will keep the other volunteers calm as sure. well. And hopefully the yeah. parade entries uh, calm because we're, we're there to have fun. You mm -hmm. know, and we're not getting paid to do this. Uh, it's not a job. It's something that, you know, we hope to enjoy and have fun and be able to talk about favorably later on. And, and from my perspective, hopefully uh, they have a good enough time that they'll come back and do it again. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Year after year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I, I, it's just there's so many opportunities to, to meet people with the volunteering at the parade. I mean, you have the, the, uh, the marshals there. You also have the pacers that are along the street as well to help. Know, make sure the crowds stay safe on the sidelines and you have the MCs and the judges and stuff like that so we also you know, have banner carriers and too. banner so, carriers you know some people who aren't as excited about working behind the scenes may be more interested in being out front even though you know yeah get their moment got, in the they spotlight got, they walk more yeah. but they, you know, they got to carry something but it's not heavy lifting and they get to walk uh, ahead of the entries carrying the banners identifying yeah. the entry behind them yeah Okay. So, you know, if there's someone that was on the fence about, you know, volunteering for the, the electric Christmas parade and, you know, being a marshal or a pacer or even a banner carrier, you know, what would you say to kind of get them interested in, you know, to say, hey, come on, come do this? I would use the words of Nike and say, just do it. <laughs> uh, I, I feel that uh, 
if you don't do it, you won't get any benefit out of having done it. If you do it, um, my experience with volunteering, you know, across the board is uh, pretty much always you get more out of it than you put into it. Yeah. So somebody who's willing to give three hours of their time, and that's all we ask as a volunteer parade marshal is three hours. And uh, if you give three hours of your, t- your time, you're going to get a lot more out, out of it. Um, it's exciting when you first start as a marshal. You know, we're, we're there before the parade entries. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to be by nature of our job. And so we're there ahead of time, and we see the first entry arrive, and, okay, there's a little bit of excitement. But by the time you get you just 10, 15 minutes before parade time, there, there's an energy level that, you know, I just can't describe. And other people have told me that it just it charges their batteries. It, yeah. it really gets them vitalized. And so you get that from volunteering. Mm-hmm. Right, and, especially um, after Thanksgiving where you just ate a whole bunch of food. <laughs> and you're kind of like, like. It's a side benefit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it recharges your batteries. And, and, uh, and I don't know if it's adrenaline or what, but. <laughs> it really does, and and I get that charge every year. And even like I say, that year we had such horrible weather, and there have been times like that in the past. Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's a picture of us, uh, you know, taking that day, and we're soaked, <laughs> soaked to the bone, and and yet we've got smiles on our faces. Yeah, because well, cause it's all worth it. It was fun. Yes, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So you know, if there's you know, is there anything else that you'd like to say uh, about the parade or volunteering before we wrap up here? Well, just, of course, you know, at this stage, we're still early. You know, we've got 40, 43 days as we're doing this, I think, or, yes. or less than that. Countdown from time. 43 days. Yeah, yes. something like that. We've got, uh, anyway, about, about six weeks roughly until parade time. And uh, I would encourage people to step up and, and volunteer. You know, get your name in the hat now and uh, get your name on the list and volunteer and, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Absolutely. And, uh, we're looking forward to the uh, parade the Saturday after Thanksgiving. This will be the second one now since the pandemic year that we mm-hmm. missed uh, a couple mm-hmm. years back. And uh, so there'll be a high level of energy and be a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, resounding sentiment with that one, Steve. You know, I, I'm looking forward to the parade myself. I know mm-hmm. Nick is uh, too. It'll be his yep. first time working it. So yep. it'll be fun to, right. to get him involved with that. But yep yes. yep <laughs> so as steve said everyone you know if you get a chance come learn about volunteering for the parade or volunteering in general we have so many great opportunities to be involved and really make a difference in our community as yep. steve has here mm-hmm. as well a big one that's going to be new is now steve has gotten us a nike sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> so awesome well that'll wrap up our part one of the nick and nate update we'll be coming back with our part two as we'll talk about some upcoming events and more along those lines so We'll be right back with these commercial hey, messages. Nate, maybe you could tell people how they could sign up to volunteer. Oh, that would be smart yes. too, yes. If you're interested in volunteering, you can go to our website, www.stcalliance.org, and you can find out on the volunteering page that's on there, or you could go to our Holiday Homecoming website, www.stcholidayhomecoming.com. There's a whole uh, sheet on there on volunteering and how to volunteer for the parade, so make sure to check that out if you are interested. Or just give us an email or or call us. Uh, You can reach us at our um, number at 630-443-3967 if you're interested, or email us at info at stcalliance.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Break Between the Podcast. This is Nate Went, and want to thank you all so much for listening, as we hope you've enjoyed this episode with Nick and I. We got some information on some upcoming events, some thank you to sponsors and such like that, so if you guys are able to stick around, that'd be awesome. So 
let's dive right into it. First up, I hope everyone had a chance to come to Scarecrow Weekend. It was a phenomenal event. We had beautiful weather. We had an amazing turnout. So hope you all got a chance to partake and kind of get to see the Scarecrows on First Street and Riverside and up in Lincoln Park and partake in some of the fall activities that we had for you. So um, we also want to thank our sponsors so much because without their support, we would not be able to put these events on. So we'd like to thank AAA, St. Charles Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, McNally's Heating and Cooling, Anderson Humane, Meyer, Gerald Subaru of North Aurora, Blackhawk Bank, St. Charles Bank and Trust, McGrath Honda, and so much more. I think we could also give a huge thank you to our police officers who are out there helping guide people as they're navigating the crosswalks and getting through the downtown. It was so phenomenal to have them there and be able to, you know, have them be a part of the event. So the last thing that we're going to talk about is our Travel St. Charles app. If you haven't downloaded it yet, you need to download it pronto because it is an amazing way to stay updated on all the things happening in St. Charles. If you want to find really cool restaurants, if you want to find upcoming events, not just our events, but community events as well. Um, if you want to find shopping, everything more, it has it right at your fingertips for you. So you can download that on the Apple and Android stores. Get that today because it'll make your time in St. Charles that much more enjoyable. Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the break between the podcast. We're going to get right back into it and learning about Boutique Baby so we can find out what's up, St. Charles. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nick and Nate update. We have part two here for you. Hopefully you enjoyed getting to learn about some volunteering as we talked with Steve about his experience kind of volunteering with the holiday homecoming and why you should uh, get involved with the electric Christmas parade. So let's talk about some upcoming events that we have. So I want to uh, just say thank you to everyone that came out for the Scarecrow weekend. It was a phenomenal weekend of yes. fun. I mean, just getting to see the people around looking like they were having so much fun. It was awesome. Oh, tons of people out, you know, throughout Lincoln Park, throughout the downtown area. Uh, couldn't have went better. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I mean, beautiful weather. was. It was outstanding. I mean, I don't think normally it's Scarecrow. It's like rainy and gross mm-hmm. and everything. But like this weekend, like pure sunshine we'll take it <laughs> yeah i mean couldn't have asked for better weather the rain held up so yeah overall it was an extremely successful event yeah especially since th- this was your first one working so yes this was my first uh scarecrow weekend and i'm excited for uh, many more to come yeah well we're excited to uh have you for more of them so <laughs> and speaking of we'll have him for some more upcoming events but we'll get into that later but want to highlight one that's going to be coming up here we're going to be hosting a what's brewing in saint charles volunteer event at Kuroko Coffee here in downtown St. Charles. So if you're interested in volunteering and joining the Alliance, you know, as we talked about uh, before, you know, you can um, volunteer in a whole myriad of ways. But if you want to come talk to some of our other volunteers, um, come talk to me. I'll be there hanging out. Uh, We'll have that at Kuroko Coffee. So the What's Brewing in St. Charles event will be on October 26th. That'll be at Kuroko Coffee from 5 to 7 p.m. So come out, come say hi, come enjoy some, uh, you know, brews from Kuroko and kind of learn about what uh, you can do to help volunteer here in St. Charles and be a part of the Business Alliance. 
Let's talk about another major event that's coming up, Nick. So, Holiday Homecoming. Take us through that. Yeah, Holiday Homecoming is coming up. I know everyone's very excited for that. It's going to kick off on November 25th at 5 p.m. with the Lighting of the Lights ceremony. Yep. The following morning, there is going to be a free holiday movie at the Arcata Theater. Um, They are going to be playing Elf, so you do not want to miss that. Elf is, I know... Santa! Yeah, one of the most uh, (laughs) beloved holiday films. I know it's one of my favorites. Yes. I can quote that all day oh yes okay (laughs) so that's going to be at 10 a.m and the doors open at 9 a.m so you can get there a little early to get a good seat uh santa's house will also be in the first street plaza every saturday and sunday until december 18th from 1 to 4 p.m so be sure to have your list ready so you can go down and talk to santa later that evening is the electric christmas parade that takes place downtown at 5 30 p.m very exciting i know that's a lot of people's favorite uh thing to see during the holiday season we are still accepting parade applications for the electric christmas parade so if you are interested be sure to get those in that is filling up quick you can find the application at stcholidayhomecoming.com awesome and of course we're always looking for volunteers for the parade so if anyone as we kind of talked about earlier you know, if you're looking to volunteer, get involved with uh, the parade or any of our events, check out information on the SCC Holiday Homecoming uh, page. But you can also find more information on volunteering in general on our website. Yeah, these events could not be possible without our volunteers. So we really appreciate everyone who signs up. And yeah, yeah. no, I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, Nick, it's going to be your first one that you're working. Mm-hmm. You excited? I am excited. Yeah, it'll you know, be lots of fun. It's always lots of fun. You know, you get to see all the, the holiday cheer. You get mm-hmm. to see the, the, the behind the scenes of how the, the magic all comes together. So, yeah, and, you know, the lights and just seeing everyone out in the community. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, great. So in the meantime, before Holiday Homecoming, we're going to have some October events that are coming up beyond our uh, Worth Brewing and St. Charles event. So Nick, kind of take us through what's kind of coming up through some uh, St. Charles uh, October events. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in uh, St. Charles coming up. First off, at Becky's Bouquets, through October 31st, they are hosting a vase recycle drive. Every vase that gets donated, they're going to donate $1 to save Chapo. Chapo is a three-year-old dog that unfortunately had a poisonous spider bite and it caused a lot of damage significant damage to his tissue so if you have any vases you'd like to donate please do so it's going to a great cause do it for chapo do it for chapo (laughs) next mixology on october 28th from 7 p.m to 1 a.m they are hosting a booze and brews event um there's going to be live music from dj zen cocktails and a costume contest Okay. This event is 21 and older, and it is a $10 entry, but you do not want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sounds like a good Halloween uh, costume party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Pep Line will be having their annual holiday open house on Wednesday, November 2nd from 6 to 9 p.m. to celebrate their uh, holiday collection. There are going to be food and drinks, so it's another event you do not want to miss. And uh, Trend and Relic will also be having a Witches' Night Out event on October 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. Wear your best witch's hat for a chance to win a curated gift basket by the owner, Carrie. You can get linked with permanent jewelry from uh, Lenny Lou, and you can schedule a tarot card reading from their local witch, Miss Annie Hex. All right, so we got holiday, we got 
Halloween. We got it all covered with all the holidays coming up. So make sure to check out some of the fun things in St. Charles going on. And also just make sure to just check out um, our businesses during this time. You know, there there's always fun to be had, you know, with the, the Halloween coming up. There's always, um, you know, Halloween uh, costume crawls going on and stuff. So it's a good time to come out. A lot of a lot of things to get you in the festive spirit. That's absolutely for sure. so. So we're going to take a dive into some November events. So coming up is the Strides for Pies 5K. We talked about this last time, but it's mm-hmm. coming up on Saturday, November 12th. It'll be hosted through the St. Charles Park District at Primrose Farm. So come out because registration is still available. And you got to make sure you get your spot because you got to get a spot to make sure you get the fast stride and you will win a savory pie. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's a pretty unique prize. I mean, I think that's a great prize. Yes. I, would, I would rather have a pie than a trophy myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, we debated this last <laughs> time about pie or cheesecake. And, you know, I got so many kind emails saying that cheesecake is a pie. So I don't know, man. I, 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 I feel supported by our St. Charles community in this endeavor. So. That's a, that's a debate. That's a slippery slope we could go down. I guess it's kind of a pie, but, I mean, it is cake in the name. Yes. So. so. So the Fox Valley Dog Show is coming up after that, which is on the 11-19-11-20. It'll be hosted at the Kane County Fairgrounds. All breeds are welcome, and the show will begin at 8 a.m. in the Robinson Hall. So we got dog shows here, too. I never knew that. Kind of found out about that, and I was like, cool. Yeah, that is neat. I always love watching those (laughs) dog shows. They always do the one before the Super Bowl. Uh, I I think they do the Puppy Bowl for that. But yes, no, they do 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 a dog show before that. Okay. Yes. I always love watching those, so... Yeah, I mean, those, uh, it's always kind of interesting because it's, you know, I'm like, I wonder if my dog could ever compete on that stage. But, you know, I love him too much and I'm just like, yeah. You don't fine. think you're going to do the dog show route with your no, dog? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he's, he's, he's more my buddy. There you go. <laughs> so you're also on that same weekend, the November 19th and 20th weekend, you'll have the Christmas on the Fox Art and Craft Show. So that'll be hosted by the Art of the Heartland. That'll be at the Kane County Fairgrounds in the Prairie Events Center. Um, it will be a great chance because you'll be able to catch uh, some amazing Christmas uh, arts and uh, crafts over there. So um, the hours for that will be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on both days. They'll have a juried show with over 100 crafters participating. So, you know, $3 admission. You can buy some food while you're walking around. It'll be a good time. So nice yeah. way to kind of get some uh, holiday stuff before the holidays kick off. So... But, I mean, here's a question I have for you, Nick. When is it acceptable for people to put out their Christmas decorations? Do they have to wait till at least Thanksgiving, or can they start putting them out in November? Yeah. um, I feel like my answer may upset some people, but I think (laughs) you have to wait until after Thanksgiving. Yes. I know some people that put up Christmas decorations. I mean, I'm already seeing it in the stores. Oh, yeah. No, I, I see him already at the Walgreens. I'm like, why is – no, we haven't even gotten through Halloween yet. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm someone that anything Christmas music, decorations, has to wait until at least after Thanksgiving. I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving myself, and I don't like that it gets overshadowed sometimes. It's Agreed. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Uh, so, yeah. You know, after Thanksgiving, anytime then, you're good to go. Oh, well, then good. We're on the same page because <laughs> I, I – I, I can't listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving has mm-hmm. passed. That's my that's my number one rule. It starts playing at like mid-November, and I'm like, no, sorry. I mean, the Christmas parade is the, the only exception because sure. that's a kickoff. Yeah. Thanksgiving has already happened, so it's like it's fine. Mm. But you know, anyone that you know puts up their lights or anything, I'm just like, can we just like 
wait. Slow it down a little bit. I get every, I mean, but, I mean, I, I love the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. I love the enthusiasm. Sure. So, <laughs> um, speaking of Christmas spirit, um, you can also catch uh, Steel Beam's Miracle on 34th Street radio show starting on November uh, 25th, which is a Friday. So, um, it'll be a great chance to kind of check out an amazing holiday show, support some local theater, and have a great time. Yeah. So, also happening on that weekend of the November 25th is Small Business Saturday. So, um, that'll be on Saturday, November 26th. So, there will be lots of opportunities to come out, support our local businesses here in downtown St. Charles, but also around St. Charles in general. So, it'll be a good time. Yeah, there are so many great local businesses down here that you just need. If you haven't been to some, you have to come down and check it out. Oh, yeah. And I know some of them do host some deals during that weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll try our best to put together a list of uh, some places that are hosting Small Business Saturday deals. Um, so make sure to check out our Facebook and information for that. So that'll wrap up our part two. So now we're going to go into part three. So we'll be right back. All right, so welcome back to our part three, everyone. So now we're going to go into some businesses. Last time we talked about some upcoming businesses that are going to be coming to St. Charles, but we wanted to highlight maybe some businesses that opened and you might have missed. Um, so it's a good opportunity to kind of to put some spotlight on some businesses that have just recently opened up that you know could use your patronage. So first up we got is Moki Nut. Now that's this one I'm super excited about because yes. their donuts are like it's like a complete different take on donuts it's so good you know they have um like a very like gummy texture to it yeah the texture is not like good. a regular donut it's yeah. different but it's delicious oh yes i mean it's an awesome dessert treat uh, i mean that i also tried um boba tea there for the first time and that was that's really good like i was like huh boba tea so we also have Tonichi Ramen, which is near the Target on the east side of St. Charles, um, over off of Main Street. So if you're looking for a good place to try some ramen, good place. I tried it with my dad once, and you know it's uh, it's really good quality ramen. Mm-hmm. Like they, I think I got like a beef uh, ramen, and yeah. really, really good. They give you good portions too. So I was like, I had you know a little leftovers to take home. Okay. Had some you know late night snack that day so there you go it's awesome and we are <laughs> shifting over to soup weather so it's a great time to get ramen good call nick absolutely great time to get ramen <laughs> so um we also have boutique baby we talked about that last time that they were opening up well now they are open so make sure to go check them out uh, it's a you know we also had uh, deborah the owner on our podcast uh, so check that out if you want to kind of learn about the store as well um, but it's going to be a fantastic business here on First Street. So yeah, excited I'm ex- to have them open. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I mean, you know, she's very passionate about what she does. So it's it's always exciting when you see business owners that really just love what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and two businesses also just to keep an eye on is Brown Butter Baked Goods. Because mm-hmm. uh, I talked with Dawn, who's the owner. Uh, she's hoping to open up here in November. So we're going to try and get her on the podcast. So mm-hmm. make sure to tune in for that to learn more about what the the bakery is going to look like. Um, and then we also have uh, Mayan Artisan Soaps come in here too. So I, uh, you know, I talked with Olga, who's the owner there, and we're trying to get her on the podcast as well. So we got some good episodes coming up of some, uh, you know, new people that are going to be opening up here in St. Charles. Yeah, it's exciting. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Absolutely. So 
What about some other businesses, Nick? What do we got? Yeah, so Fitness on the Fox just opened up at 303 North 4th Street. Um, it's a women's fitness class. So they offer all different types of classes that you can, you know, join. It's really, really cool. Uh, you can visit their website at fitnessonthefox.com if you want to see the list of classes, when they when they hold them, things like that. Um, Pet Suites in St. Charles just opened up as well. They offer daycare services and grooming services for your pet. So he or she can be pampered to the level they deserve. Yes. So that's neat as well. This isn't a new business opening up, but it's some really cool news about some existing businesses that we do have. So one salon and bridal company and the Pep Line are going to be featured on Destination Chicago this fall on NBC. It's really, really cool to see, you know, these local businesses getting, you know, national spotlight. Oh, yeah. I mean, SDC 6, that collaborative beer that we had between yep. all the breweries, that was on Chicago today. So, like... You know, we've had a lot of, you know, national, like, spotlights on our businesses. I think that's just so cool, and it really shows how amazing a, a community for businesses that we have here. Definitely. I mean, we have some incredibly unique and amazing businesses, so to be able to get the, you know, the representation it deserves is awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll wrap up the businesses you might have missed. But as always, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you would like to have your business featured on the podcast. We're more than happy to work with you on that. Or if there's anything that we might have missed, we'd love to highlight, make sure that we can get the spotlight on everyone, share mm -hmm. all the relevant information because, all, like we said, all of our businesses are amazing mm -hmm. and they deserve uh, all the support and spotlight that they can get. Yep, couldn't have said it better myself. So that'll wrap up our Nick and Nate update here. So thank you all again for listening. We'll have more Nick and Nate updates coming down the road where we'll share with you all the amazing St. Charles information. So so thank you all again for listening. It's the Nick and Nate update. update. <laughs>